It seems like at Lent, everyone struggles to answer one question. What am I going to give up for Lent? But I'm not sure that's the best way to do Lent. As a matter of fact, I have a new Lent that I think is not only new, but it's improved. That's what this episode is all about. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Lent gets a lot of attention at this time of year. It comes with those traditional Friday fish fries that pop up in almost every church basement at this time of year, especially our friends uh, who are of the Catholic persuasion. Growing up in Charleston, West Virginia, I hardly ever heard the word Lent at all, and I certainly could not have given you the definition of it back then. But now, it's a big deal everywhere, it seems. And maybe that's a good thing. After all, the greater the number of people who deem Lent as important, the better, right? I mean, even if not everyone actually participates in Lenten services or traditions, if they at least know of its religious connotations, I mean, that's a step in the right direction, I guess. After all, the concept of Lent is tied directly to Easter, and Easter is tied directly to Jesus, and Jesus is tied directly to salvation and faith and grace. Win, win, win. But I'm really not so sure, to be honest. I mean, many people in many churches are really good at doing Lent, but I'm not so sure what they are doing is good enough. I mean, typically when you do Lent, you do the things that people do at Lent. You give up meat on Fridays, for example, thus the popularity of the church fish fry. When you do Lent, you may also decide to give up something else you like other than meat on Fridays, or in addition to giving up meat on Fridays. So you may also give up Lent, I mean, uh, pizza for Lent, or cake for Lent, or cookies, or Coke, or midnight snacks. When you do Lent, you may even give up something that is not food-related, You may give up television, for example, or give up sleeping in on Saturdays, or even give up Facebook, for goodness sake. You get the idea. During Lent, you give up something. You do something that is difficult. You sacrifice something. 
The idea is that it helps you identify in some small way with Jesus and the difficulty he experienced in the wilderness after his baptism when he fasted and prayed and was tested by Satan for 40 days. Now, most people even take it a step further and elevate their Lenten efforts as a better way to identify with the sacrifice that Jesus made when he gave up his life on the cross. The problem is, if you do Lent like that, you may not be truly identifying with Jesus, but just identifying with Lent. In other words, you do Lent because it's Lent. And on Lent, you do what you always do at Lent because it's Lent. You end up feeling good about yourself after Lent because you have done the whole Lenten thing at Lent. And you are sure that God is pleased with you because again this year at Lent, you have out-Lented everyone else you know. If God rewards the due of Lent, then you have a big favor coming your way. But when you do Lent like that, Has your heart changed at all as a result? At the end of Lent, do you feel closer to God? When Lent is over, can you look back at these 40 days and say they helped you identify with Jesus and what he did for you in a special and unique way? You should, because that is what Lent is intended to do. And you can feel that way. If you stop doing Lent like that, actually, I'm going to suggest something which may rock your world and shock you. But I think the best way to do Lent is not to give up anything. Do not sacrifice one thing. Why? Because no matter what you give up during Lent, your experience will always pale in comparison to what Jesus experienced for you. I mean, will you go out and be without food for 40 days for him in the wilderness, tested by Satan face to face? Will you suffer torture during Lent for him? Will you be mocked and scourged and spit on during Lent? Will you have a crown of thorns roughly pushed down on your head during Lent for him? Will you be crucified on a rough wood cross during Lent? Will Roman soldiers drive spikes through your hands and feet? Of course not. So there is really no way you can even come close to identifying with what Jesus did by giving up a favorite food or an activity during Lent. Because you know what? Jesus did not give up his life for you on the cross. What Jesus actually did was give his life for you. He gave willingly, lovingly, purposely. He gave so you could live life to its fullest through him while representing him to the world. How do you do it? You give. You give willingly. You give lovingly. You give purposely. Give during Lent in a way that is unusual, in a way that draws attention, in a way that points others to Jesus. Give during Lent in a way that makes people sit up and take notice. Give during Lent in a way that invites people to ask, why are you doing it? Give during Lent in a way that brings others to Jesus too. 
when you do Lent like that, in the process, you really do identify more with Jesus. Because that is the way he gave. He gave it away that made people sit up and take notice and ask why. Believe me, your heart changes more when you give than when you give up. Try it this year. Don't just do Lent like you've always done Lent because it's Lent by giving up something. Instead, do Lent in a new way. Give. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe Himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, He talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day. Thank you.